time for re-engineering your finances with the founder of CP Weldy Group, Charles Weldy. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Re-Engineering Your Finances with Charles Weldy. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the three worlds of money and how you can understand it and how that understanding will help you better prepare for your financial future and ultimately retirement and beyond. If you're new to the show, Charles is the founder and uh, CPE Weldy Group. He's also a certified financial planner serving you throughout the Delaware and Chester County areas. But of course, we welcome listeners from anywhere and everywhere. Thanks for being on the show today. You can find us online at cpweldygroup.com as well. Charles, it is great to be with you, my friend. How have you been lately? Walter, I've been doing well. How about yourself? It's good. It's good. We we didn't, uh, behind the scenes for folks, we didn't get the chance to record recently on our normal schedule. Normally, Charles and I, I mean, gosh, Charles, we stick to a pretty regular schedule of recording. But then I had uh, internet and uh, storms were causing me power outages. So we had to delay. And then you were having email issues and we had to delay again. And it was uh, finally we're able to, to get connected back on our usual uh, our usual Monday. So it's good to be back with you, my friend. Yeah, my my pleasure. It's good to be back with you, Walter. And and emails all working again. I'm, I know that's yeah, stressful when I those mean, things go down. You don't realize. I mean, we were down for like over two weeks, and it's like you know, unbelievable running a practice. How much you rely on email, but uh, it's back and running. We we're just uh, you know in the process of getting a new website, and that kind of triggered the uh, malfunction with the email, and finally we got it resolved. So all is good. Nice. Well, that's good to hear. And uh, looking forward to a great show with you today, because uh, when we boil it down and try to make things simple on this show, which really is one of our missions here, uh, there's really only three places where you can invest money. Now, people might at first go, well, only three places? That doesn't make sense. I mean, there's stocks, bonds, mutual funds. There's three right there, and we're not even scratching the surface. But really, we're talking about areas, categories, or in today's term, we're going to call these worlds of money. And we're going to talk about what each of these worlds worlds, the role that they play inside of a good financial plan. So we have the banking world, the insurance world, and the Wall Street world that we're going to walk through each of these. We're going to talk about the best uses of each world, maybe some of the pros and cons of putting money in these various worlds, and you know how do people maybe sometimes misuse these various categories. And if we can kind of drill down into those three bullet points for each of these, I think we'll have a pretty good understanding of all these inner workings, Charles. So let's start with the one probably everybody's pretty familiar with, the banking world. Give us the skinny on the banking world. Well, Walter, when I think of the banking world, I think of uh, various things like uh, what? CDs, money market accounts, cash savings, checking, things that are, you know, definitely the safety of principle is really like, you know, the purpose of that particular, you know, strategy being in in the banking world. And, uh, you know, the good thing is, hey, if you need the money, it's there. But also there's not so good things like, uh, you know, if inflation, like today we got, you know, what, 8.4% annual inflation that, you know, is continuing to rise. I mean, we might be saving our principal in the bank, but uh, we're not saving our purchasing power. So the key with the banking world is, hey, we want enough money in there to be safe and secure in case we have an emergency or a planned expense or um, you know, just something to make us feel comfortable. Everybody has a number. But anything like too much money in that banking world will you know, really like impede us with keeping up with inflation or purchasing power will be diminished. And having not enough money in there could, you know, we could find ourselves maybe needing money and taking it out of the stock market when the market's down as it is as we speak. And uh, once you take money out of an account that went down in value, you'll never get that back. So the key with the banking world is to have enough money in there, you know, that you have, um, you know, 
emotional stability. Hey, you know, if I need money, it's there. It's not too much. It's not too little. Uh, obviously, if we're planning our daughter's wedding, we want to make sure that we don't put it in the market. We want to make sure we have enough money to pay the band. So uh, the reality of it is, is um, it's a very important uh, world, the banking world. But, you know, we can't put too much or too little in there. We have to put almost the exact amount that we need to accomplish our goals of uh, emergency funds and, uh, you know, planned expenses. Great points there, Charles. So that's sort of the banking world. Again, one that most of us are familiar with, and you can see the different uh, types of investments or types of savings vehicles that are there. All right, what about the insurance world? This one seems simple on the surface, but there's a lot that the insurance world contributes to society around us and into our individual plans that maybe we don't realize. Yeah, well, the insurance world, when I think of the insurance world, I think initially of life insurance. And Life insurance as an investment for most people just doesn't, you know, add up. I mean, people are skeptical of life insurance. And I think the main reason why they are uh, as an investment is that they really don't understand it. So the insurance world is really a great world to consider investing money because not only will you have safety of principle and the safety is really guaranteed by the strength of the insurance company, but generally speaking, you'll make higher rates of return than you will in the banking world. For instance, um, you know, you might have a fixed annuity today that pays two and a half percent over maybe a period of three to five years. If you were to go to the bank and try to get a three to five year CD, you'll find out that the rates are substantially less. So the insurance world is an important world in terms of tax efficiency. I mean, uh, comparing the banking world with the insurance world, um, you know, the interest dividends, uh, the interest rather that you make uh, in the bank. Uh, is taxable, you know, as you um, earn that interest. Whereas in the insurance world, as a general rule, that ins- that interest is um, tax deferred until you take it out. So that's a benefit of the insurance world is tax deferral. Also, uh, you know, not just life insurance, but annuities are a big deal today. I've read a recent article where if you mention the word annuities, 28% of the people will, you know, shut down and close their ears and they're just anti-annuities. But if they had an open mind, there's like anything else, there's good and bad annuities. And people that are interested in lifetime income would be uh, wise to consider maybe looking at an annuity for, you know, a portion of their portfolio. So um, again, advantages, maybe guaranteed income, tax-free deferral, maybe tax-free withdrawals from life insurance policies that are set up properly. So there's a lot of good things about the insurance world that people don't understand. But uh, main, mainly the two items or the two products that people gravitate towards in the insurance world is life insurance policies, number one, and number two would be uh, annuities for lifetime income. There you have it, a good breakdown of the insurance world. And then we get to that third world, the Wall Street world. And folks mostly obviously think of this one as you know your, your stocks, bonds, mutual funds, that kind of thing. But what else is there to know about the Wall Street world, its uses, pros and cons of that area, and maybe any misuse happening there? Well, when I look at Wall Street, I kind of look at two general areas of income. One would be fixed income, which would be like bonds, you know, uh, and the other would be um, stock, you know, which would be like equities. So for the most part, you know, Wall Street, you know, deals with fixed income instruments and stocks and bonds per se. And again, like, you know, there should be a a certain mixture of stocks and bonds. 
for instance, um, if someone is a young person and they're, you know, they've got a long-term time horizon, as a general rule, if you look at history, stocks will return twice the rate of return as bonds over the long term. Why would people have money that are young and fixed income as opposed to being 100% in stock when they have a, a time horizon of maybe 15, 20, 25 years? You know, again, like uh, really depends on like, you know, what your goals are. So if I'm someone who's retired, I need some money in fixed income. Why? Because generally speaking, I'll probably have an income gap in my monthly income. I might have Social Security that covers so much. I might have a small pension, but I might be spending an extra $1,500, $2,000 a month. In that case, I need that allocation in fixed income. I'm willing to, you know, give up higher potential returns for a more steady stream of income. So that's a good thing. Uh, however, you know, I don't want too much in fixed income. As we saw earlier with the banking world, if you have too much in, uh, in cash, yeah, we're protecting our principal, but we're losing our purchasing power. The same holds true with fixed income. Fixed income, we may maintain our purchasing power, but we're not going to actually beat it. And that's why it's important to really have an allocation of X amount of dollars to, towards fixed income and X amount of dollars towards equities. And a lot of the problems people have is they get too greedy. They might have a wedding coming up and, uh, you know, they might decide like, hey, the market's pretty hot. I'm going to keep, uh, you know, uh, the balance of the wedding, uh, you know, the cost of the wedding in, in stocks. And if, you know, if, if uh, the market went down as it has the past couple of weeks here uh, by a, maybe a tune of like, you know, five, six, seven percent, you know, that could really be the cost of a wedding, just not having enough money allocated in the proper uh, asset class. So um, again, like, you know, fixed income probably will hold with inflation, but equities will beat inflation. So it's really important when you deal with Wall Street to really know, A, what your time horizon is, and B, what your cash flow needs are so that you can make the proper allocation towards fixed income and or equities. So as we kind of zoom out a little bit here, Charles, and look at these different worlds, do you find that your clients are typically involved too much in any one of these worlds? And, and if so, kind of what do you think is the proper mix for, you know, funds? If, if I'm an everyday investor, saver, somebody getting ready for retirement, like, you know, how should I be balancing these different worlds? Well, I think people do have too much money as a general rule in cash. That's what I see. I mean, with the volatility of the market, people are concerned about, hey, you know, I'm losing my, my you know, nest egg, so to speak. But the reality of it is, Walter, we talked on several podcasts in the past. If they had, you know, basically a plan done where they, they know like, hey, what their cash flow needs are, not just for the next year or two, but maybe for the next like 20, 25 years, they would be more in tune to putting the proper amount in cash, the proper amount in fixed income and the proper amount in equities. And really like, you know, take their emotions out of their investing and really have a more comfortable retirement by just not having one giant portfolio, but three separate portfolios, one for cash in the banking world, one for, you know, income in, I guess, the Wall Street world and or the insurance world. And, um, you know, realistically, by addressing what their cash flow needs are, they give themselves permission to put the remaining balance maybe in that later bucket for growth, you know, to replace the uh, the money that's going to be spent during the next like several years. Well, there you go. So if uh, you feel like maybe you are a bit overweighted in one of these worlds of money, too much in the banking, too much in Wall Street, you're a little overweighted there, or maybe you've been oversold on the insurance side of things at some point in the past. 
good chance to get a review of your situation and maybe a new plan forward. That's what Charles offers his clients each and every day in the office. So if you want to come in, meet, have a complimentary review of your plan, talk and see if you'd be a good fit to work with Charles to get things straight. Very easy to set that up. You can give him a dial at 610-388-7705. That's 610-388-7705. Or go online to cpweldygroup.com. That's cpweldygroup.com, and that'll put you in touch as well. Charles, thanks for the breakdown on these three worlds of money and your help on the show today. And uh, we'll pick it up again next time with another good show. Thank you, Walter. Appreciate it. All right, take care. That's Charles Weldy. I'm Walter Storholt. We will see everybody again next time right back here on Reengineering Your Finances. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The CP Weldy Group and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice.